Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the Misericordia University Alumni Podcast. I am your host, Class of 2017 and 2019 alumnus, Mike Gambita. Today on the show, we are featuring a postcard profile. This 2017 alumna is making the world more accessible for individuals with special needs in a company she co-founded. Ladies and gentlemen, and alumni of Misericordia, please welcome Carrie Hall to the show. Carrie, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Mike. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so happy to be here. And we are so, so happy for you to be here as well. Now, now, <laughs> Carrie, I, I, we, we have been uh, classmates, some orientation friends at the time, but I certainly want to get into talking about uh, what you've been up to since you've graduated from Misericordia. So uh, why don't you talk to our alumni and friends of our podcast listeners about what you've been up to since you graduated? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, I graduated in 2017, and I've been involved in a few different things um, using my little OT training um, in a couple of different capacities since then. Um, And it's been cool because one of the things that helped me get to this point of being able to be involved in a couple of different, um, you know, avenues of using OT is that when I first graduated, I was doing um, contract work in schools. And what that means is you don't really work directly for the district of the school. You kind of just bounce around from school to school. And I was involved. I, I worked for like six different schools within two years. Um, so it was great because I learned so much about, you know, physical disabilities and developmental disabilities and all different kind of capacities of special education, general education. Um, and that was really great because it kind of led me to where I am now in all these projects that I have. I kind of have a great idea of strategies that work with um, all those different things. Um, so right now I'm working in the Department of Education. I have a full-time job, but those experiences of contract work really gave me so much, um, you know, knowledge of various different disabilities and diagnoses. Um, so aside from kind of working full-time as an OT in schools, um, I have a few other projects I've been working on, um, namely accessible activities. I also, um, before accessible activities, we started this dance program, and I wanted to always, throughout school, I always wanted to make um, a dance program for children with special needs. That was like my OT goal always. Um, so about two years ago, I kind of got the ground running from that. Um, I spoke with my best friend from high school who happened to be a special education teacher. So it was a really good match. Um, so we worked together. We did some continuing education. We did some research and we developed this program um, for children with special needs. And it's a dance class and we put on a recital, we get their costumes. And it's just, it's so awesome because I'm able to combine my OT brain and my dance brain. And um, it's just been amazing. Um, we choreograph them and everything. And it's just so fun to plan it together and use our training together. Um, and I just love the idea. I've always loved the idea of bringing dance to special education students. So we've done that together. We created the dance program. And I also have been going to kind of pitching the idea to other organizations. Like I've been working with a local nonprofit. Um, I kind of just took my idea and I was like, hey, like, what do you guys think about this? Bringing this dance class to your um, organization they work with um, individuals with special needs they're mostly like older adults so usually from like 18 to 20 so I kind of just pitched the idea of bringing these dance classes to them and they're like yeah that's awesome like sounds great so we kind of did like a pilot program and then I've been working with them ever since for the past two years doing hip-hop classes for them um, and I've just been pitching it to like local schools too so I've had the opportunity to teach dance classes at um special education programs in some local schools. So like my goal kind of throughout all these things has always just been like reaching as many kids as as I could, you know, kind of bringing these dance classes and these opportunities everywhere. So it's been really fun to be involved in like all these different areas and just bringing it to as many kids as possible. Absolutely. And, and, you know, 
we're going to kind of focus on accessible activities, but um, I certainly remember, Carrie, that, that you were very well involved with our, our, our dance ensemble here at Misericordia. So it's nice that yeah. a little activity, I want to call it little, but a little extracurricular activity that you participated in really became part of your life and, and it really became part of almost your job as it is today. Yeah, no, it's, it's so true. I was actually kind of thinking back um, as I was speaking with you about my time with Dance Ensemble and Dance Ensemble has been such a big part of this. You know, if I didn't if I didn't have the dance ensemble, it would have been like going back to the last time I danced was like, you know, so many years ago, high school. So having that experience and being able to tie it all together really has been amazing. It's, it's so true having that. And, you know, I loved so much about dance ensemble and always dancing. I just love the opportunity to like be on stage. And I just had the time in my life when I was performing. And I remember through those years of being on dance ensemble, always wanting to like, everyone should have this experience. You know, I love it so much. I wanted to be able to bring it to everybody, you know. Absolutely. And now we're kind of going to go into a little bit about uh, just the program itself with accessible activities. Mm -hmm. So um, kind of walk me through, I don't want to call it step by step, but let's just say that that I have a child who's who's possibly interested in this program. How does that work for you guys? And and I understand that that you said you co-founded this uh, with your best friend who is certified in special education. So kind of talk about the dynamics Mm -hmm. of that and what exactly, you know, that step-by-step process is if a child were to bring on to this program. Yeah, yeah. So um, so we typically, like, we'll interview the parents before they join. Um, and kind of, like, her as a special education teacher, we'll talk about, like, what are their behavioral goals? What are their social skills goals? And then me as OT will kind of be, like, motor skills-wise, where are they at now? What would you like them to improve? We kind of really tag team and use both of our trained areas to kind of meet with the parent and see, like, where are they at now? What would you like them to work on? What strategies do you use that work with them? So we really take a lot of time to kind of just get to know the student before they even come into the class. That's like something that's very important because then even before they come to the class and we could develop some strategies that we think would work based on what the parent told us. So there's a little bit of a process before they come so that we can kind of work on some strategies to help like, okay, well, if they have this, we can try this. That'll help for dance to be accommodating to them, you know? Yes, absolutely. So uh, yeah. we go we go through the interview. Um, we find out that mm-hmm. it's okay, and you actually uh, do video content um, as far as the the instructional goal that that parents and and their child can actually practice together. And then when they come to your mm-hmm. class, it actually is that same dance. I, I, I'm going to generalize it in that same dance, but they've already practiced that at home. Is that correct? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what we usually do is we'll have our little um, interview kind of process just to get to know the kid and then we'll have them come and whatever we teach them, they come usually for like weekly classes. So whatever we teach them, we're like, okay, we'll send home what we learned in class this week so that you could practice it at home throughout the week and then come back the next week with those moves like you really got them down. And um, and that those videos have been so amazing because as I was kind of saying, mentioning before and all the avenues that I was trying to bring it to, bring it to schools, bring it to nonprofits and everything, um, the videos were just amazing because we we're like, oh, this is so great. You know, we could really reach a lot of people with these videos, you know, because the kids just responded so incredibly well to them. You know, we, I would always joke they would come back to the moves and they would correct me when I was teaching because <laughs> I would say it was this move. <laughs> yeah, not kidding. It happens a lot. And they, I'm like, oh, my gosh, you guys, they, they really just responded so well to them. They really learned the moves so 
well through these videos so that something clicked because we kept being like how can we reach more kids you know like we had people calling us from you know two hours away being like oh we really want to join your dance class but it's so far I'm like what do we do can we clone ourselves like how can we reach more kids um and then once we kind of saw how amazing these videos were we were kind of thinking and thinking and we're like oh light bulb you know like that's how through these videos because they responded so well to them it's like oh now there's no limit to the amount of kids that we could reach and now there's no limit to what we could teach them with these videos so those videos were really it was so helpful for the dance class and then it's been so helpful for our company accessible activities of now we kind of found a way that we've been searching for to reach as many kids as possible yes and i think what's what's very amazing and almost challenging and i kind of want to ask you this question video Mm -hmm. is not really the most easiest thing to accomplish when it comes to a business. Um, Certainly, we talk about it all the time in my field and and all that. And certainly, I know with your background in occupational therapy, you never did any video editing of sorts or any type of video. So (laughs) kind of talk about, I know this is kind of a a curveball of a question, but kind of talk about some of the challenges you faced and and some of the things that you kind of experienced when thinking to yourself, hey, let's do videos. And then when you set up your camera, whether it was your phone or a uh, point and shoot camera, you're kind of like, oh, this is a little bit more than what we thought of. Oh, my gosh, Mike, you're spot on. And that is exactly, exactly <laughs> what it is. And, and it's, it's so true because we constantly say to ourselves, we're like, okay, we're good at, like, making the content that's behind the videos, but we're not so good at the green screen and the editing. Like, that is definitely my training is not in filming. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I was, we, were, <laughs> we were trying to do it by ourselves for the longest time. Um, I, I got, like, the Amazon green screen. <laughs> Yeah, like we tried really hard, to do, like you said, like the point and shoot and get it on a tripod. And it, you really kind of learn what really goes into it. It really has been a lot of learning and just kind of trial and error. And I think right now we've gotten to the point where we're like, okay, I think this is something we have to outsource, you know. And um, and that's what we've been kind of trying to apply for these grants for so that we could hopefully outsource it to people that are way more qualified and way more skilled than us but we for us it's just been trial and error and like doing the best we can with the resources we have but it certainly makes you appreciate the skills and training that people have you know because it's like you know what i'm not really super qualified to actually edit these videos i could make the content behind them and i feel very confident in that but it has certainly been a process of learning through that. You're absolutely right. That's a great point. <laughs> <laughs> hey, for somebody who's in video, I know when somebody's getting handed a camera, it's kind of like, yep, this is oh going to be gosh. a fun experience. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so, so true, especially in the editing. I was like on like Adobe Photoshop trying. I'm like, I, I can't. <laughs> so wait, it's, you it's you were, let's back this up and, and, and not, mm-hmm. to, not to embarrass you. You were trying to edit no, okay. videos on Adobe okay. Photoshop. <laughs> I'm bad enough that I'm calling it by the wrong name. <laughs> I, I think you're referring to Premiere, which is the purple box. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not that bad, I promise. No, it's okay. It's okay. It I listen. Been, I'm surprised I, I'm not that bad, actually. <laughs> Carrie, I give you all the credit in the world for trying to to actually edit videos, and that's. I think that's that's certainly a learning experience. And I know when I talk to some of our alumni on our podcast, it's almost taking that confidence that, yes, you may not have all the tools in the toolbox that you have, but you certainly mm-hmm. are willing to try out these things to not only better yourselves, but to better the people that you're supporting. And I think you certainly represent a great model that shows that you can do it. 
Yeah, you know, that's a, that's such a good point. And it's so true about you said, like, not only for yourself, because I think if I was just trying to do it, you know, for something for my own self, I don't think I could because I wouldn't have the motivation to, unfortunately. <laughs> but I think, you know, knowing that, like, you know, all right, eventually this is going to help people. So, like, just power through is that's a very good point when you have when you know you're doing it for something that's going to help. It's like you can teach yourself and you can learn. And there's so many good resources. Like I was watching a lot of like YouTube videos. It's crazy how much you could learn just from online. But still, I still have to give credit where credit is due. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a process. <laughs> so while we're on the, the, the subject of videos, the videos made, mm -hmm. it's uploaded to I'm guessing your website. Is that correct? Um, it's not on our website. It's on YouTube okay. right now. So we have like, for, from from our grant, we have like a grant profile. Right now, it's on um, the, our grant profile on the grant um, website, and sure. then it's on YouTube as well. It's on our our company uh, YouTube site. Now that you say it, I should probably upload it to the website too. <laughs> <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> Absolutely. So so this <laughs> these videos they they are sent home. I, I guess is the best way to put it. It's almost like sending home, and then they practice, and then they come in, and then they kind of dance it dance with you and they and they kind of learn from you know some of the experiences and I, I guess from from an occupational therapy standpoint we're going to dive off of the video editor standpoint but on an occupational mm -hmm. therapy standpoint what are the outcomes when it comes to you finally finishing a, a quote dance class and and finishing mm -hmm. with these kids like what are the outcomes for that mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's so cool because it's so much of like really what OT is. It's almost like you're kind of tricking them into like working on these skills. Um, the biggest thing that I see in terms of outcome, like really a big difference is I see so much more like like friendships and social skills. And like a lot of it is like we do a section where you do like a freestyle and you have to wait and take your turn and wait for somebody else to go and cheering for them. So the biggest outcome that I see is the social skills. Like they're cheering for their friends. They're making friends. They're, they're learning to wait and take their turn. And then and they're learning their confidence and they have their turn to shine so that's that's the biggest thing i see in terms of like i see a big difference throughout our sessions as we work on those kind of social skills and then there's certainly skills as such as like the motor skills like we're learning to jump and we're learning to when you think you're just shaking your arm you're actually working on strengthening your arms even though you think it's just a dance move you know i certainly we definitely do those skills throughout and it's just kind of interlaced into the every class um but the biggest thing that I see, the biggest change I see is the social skills with the kids. They really, I see, they come such a long way. And it's really, it's incredible to see the difference at the end, the friendship that they make and the confidence and all those things. It's, it's really incredible. Absolutely. And, and and I think that's that's a fantastic outcome to, to at least get mm -hmm. the results from. But uh, yeah. I, I, I watched your, your video, your, your, your mm -hmm. online pitch that you did. And, you know, I, I think... Now, this is more of a curiosity question, but th there were some performances and, and trophies that you were handing out to some of the students uh, that you're yeah. your students. Um, you know, it, it it seems really fun. I mean, I, I'm going to have to be completely honest. <laughs> it, it seems like a blast. So, um, it is. yeah. So do you do like a, a couple of like performances? Do you do like shows that the, the kids yeah. can be a part of or like competitions? Yeah, so we, we do, um, it is so much fun. Um, we do um, every like session, so we'll have like a couple sessions a year. So say if we have a fall session, then at the end of the session, we'll have um, a recital. So every every session ends with a recital and there's always a theme. If it's like Winter Wonderland or we had a Candyland, we had a Carnival one. So we always make at the end of a session to make a themed recital. So their costumes are based off of the theme and we have decorations based off of the theme and it's so much fun. And then in addition to like the recitals and oh, at the end of recitals, we always hand out the trophies and have a big award ceremony so that they really feel like, you know, so accomplished and they really did something. And that's, that's like my favorite part is just like 
their faces when they see their big trophies <laughs> for themselves. It really is the best. Um, but we also do some um, like community events. Like we'll, we'll go to tree lightings. Um, we perform that. Um, like a beach club, a local beach club. We've gone to like World Down Syndrome at the mall. So I, like we really try to always, always have recitals because I think that's so important, that performance aspect of getting their time to shine. And it's only about them. It's not about their brothers or sisters. You know, it's just their day to have fun and shine. And then it's also fun to have the community days where they could, you know, it's like, be a part of the community and people get to see what they're doing. And it's just, so we try to make an effort to do both community outreach events and uh, recitals. And it's, it's so fun. So yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> it's a it's a great time from beginning to beginning to end is is from what I'm hearing from you, Carrie. But what's been one of the most reward? Well, I, I think you kind of answered it about the the students, the the smiles on the face. But what's been kind of the most rewarding part of this experience? Um, how how long has accessible activities been uh, been around? I guess is the best way to to mm-hmm. put that. But. What's mm-hmm. been the most rewarding thing that, that you've experienced in, in your time with uh, running accessible activities? Um, so we've been around for, for two years. We started just as like the dance program, and then we recently kind of began to expand into doing these videos. So, so we've been doing the dance class for about two years now. Um, yeah, I think the, the, the most rewarding thing for me is just the recital day and seeing, like like I said, just having their day that's only about them. You know, they're not they're not there at their sister's play or their brother's baseball game. It's, it's all about them. And I feel like, unfortunately, I don't know how often they get those experiences from, from what I've heard from parents is they don't always have, you know, an activity that's all, all for themselves, you know. So, so my favorite, what's most rewarding for me is that the recital day when they're on stage taking their pictures with their family, with their trophy, and it's all about them and the cameras flashing like to me that is i I have chills just talking about it that is the most most rewarding i love that so much that is my favorite (laughs) (laughs) you could certainly see from the videos and pictures that you've posted um (laughs) the accessible activities is on facebook so if you do get a chance please be sure to 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 like and be able to you know see the great work that they've been doing but uh carrie coming back to you know talking about the rewarding experience and you know, some of the things you've learned, we obviously have to go back to where we first started it all. And it was at Misericordia University. Um, You know, how Mm -hmm. has Misericordia helped you get to where you are today as far as being a part of this amazing program? Yeah, Misericordia helped me so, so much. I I honestly don't know that I would be able to do all this without misericordia because what what helped me so much was the ot program they really just trained my brain into like really analyzing an an activity so like okay if if we're gonna dance what skills do we need to dance and not only analyzing it and breaking down all the skills but also okay if you don't have this skill how can we adapt the skill of dance so that even if you don't have you know this x skill that you need how can we still make it accessible to you how can we adapt the activity you know so so throughout all the curriculum, they've just constantly trained your brain, no matter what class it was, that was always interwoven throughout it, of analyzing tasks, breaking them down. And it's crazy to really, like, just train my brain into, like, that's how I view the world now. Um, So it's (laughs) been really great because, (laughs) truly, like, I remember them saying that, like, we're going to change the way you view the world. Like, you're always going to be analyzing activities, and I do now, and it's cool because everything that I do with this company now is, it's all because of that training I had that like now it kind of just comes so easily to grade tasks and just everything that I taught that they taught us in the OT curriculum. It's, it's very, very cool to be able to apply it now. Um, and also, I know you mentioned the, uh, the dance ensemble, but that was huge too. Just like the fact that Misericordia provided that opportunity. I, it would have been really hard had I not had the dance ensemble to go back 
to the last time I danced was in high school. You know, since I was dancing throughout Ms. Recordia, it really kept that that kind of like passion alive because I always knew I wanted to do this, but now it was like, this is why I want to do this. It was a constant reminder and I was constantly involved in it and kept, kept the love alive. And it would have been a lot harder going all the way back. Like I said, so I definitely would not have been able to do any of this if it weren't for everything that I learned at Misericordia. And another thing I was thinking that I wanted to mention, this is like a silly story, but um, in, I think it was like one of our last classes of fifth year, like right before we graduated from OT school, um, one of the professors was like, so it was some sort of assignment, like write down a goal or a promise that you are making to yourself about like something that you will contribute to the field of OT. And of course, as I mentioned, I knew I always wanted to do this whole dance thing. So I wrote down on my little slip, like I will combine dance and OT and bring it to special needs kids. Like I will do it. And I I always thought of that story. And I think that's kind of represents what makes Misericordia and specifically Misericordia OT program, like, you know, so special is because they really helped you, you know, there were some hard classes and a lot of science and, you know, a lot of those requirements that you need to do to become an OT, but they always kept that, like that motivation alive of like, okay, yes, these things may be hard, but don't forget why you're doing this. Don't forget who you're going to help. And that was just one small example of how they constantly came back to the motivation and really they don't forget why you're doing this. So everything from Misericordia really, really provided me so much of the skills and knowledge to bring me to where I am today. So I really am so grateful for the training that I received there. I, I certainly love love that story, and and I, and I kind of want to <laughs> go specifics. And 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 I know you were talking to me before we started. We're like, don't get me any soapboxes because I will go on for hours if it's not oh for my me. God, I'll but stand there for hours. <laughs> if you if you can for the listeners, and and I know some some people mm-hmm. may have a misconception because we we're talking about a lot of movement, and we're talking a lot about mm-hmm. a lot of things that you know improving your strength and all that. It, and, and I know this sounds like a very stereotypical thing. It sounds like it's PT rather than OT. And in the okay. least least amount of time we talk about for, for not being on your soapbox, kind of <laughs> in the least amount you can, let's talk about occupational therapy. What exactly is sure. it and, okay. and how it kind of applies to accessible activities? Okay. So, yeah, you definitely gave me a soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was Fair like, warning. I got to watch you it. You were warned. <laughs> But I will try to keep it keep it short. So, so are you asking like exactly just for now what occupational therapy is? Yeah, I mean just a general definition. Okay. I, but like yeah. to kind of com- not combat, but kind of complement, you know, how you're able to do this as an occupational therapist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so a lot of like what occupational therapy is kind of what I was saying before is adapting activities. So, so what your occupations are is things that you engage in every day. So for for kids at school, that's writing and things like that. So for the purposes of a dance class, the occupation is dance. So what occupational therapy does is it could either kind of like rehabilitate, like, okay, if you're not able to do these skills, let's strengthen your muscle, but it could also adapt, which is a lot of what dance is. So it's a combination of not just like saying like, okay, let's strengthen your legs so that you could jump while you dance, but let's also if we let's also adapt the skill of dance so that we could break it down and make it accessible to you. So I think that's what's so awesome about OT is it's not just, you're not just fixing the person and saying like, okay, you can't do this. Let's make your legs stronger. You can't do this. Let's make your arms reach higher. It's okay. We're going to do all those things, but we're also going to adapt the task to break it down and make it accessible to you. So that's what I do in a dance class. But then in the terms of OT, that's what OTs do every day, depending on what field they're in. So if they're in, 
you know, working with somebody at the home environment for older adults, they're adapting their home environment, making their home environment more accessible. So I tried to keep it short. Did that answer your question? <laughs> I could go on and on. I, um, I know. <laughs> I, I know we can. And you certainly hit the nail on the head with that. So but, I, I okay. appreciate. I'm glad I, didn't, I try not to ramble. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the clarification. It certainly, <laughs> certainly does speak for, you know, you as an occupational therapist. But um, Carrie, I, I know that with Misericordia comes many friendships, but have you been in any touch with any of your alumni or friends since you graduated? Uh, you know, I always like to say this is the perfect time to give a shout out to anybody that, you know, y- you've talked to through thick and thin, whether that's through the freshman year residence halls in McHale or McGowan alum or, or whatnot. But um, do you have any alumni that you've been in touch with since you've graduated? Yeah, yeah. I do. I do. I ha- if, I mean, if you're going to open the door for a shout out, I have to shout out Victoria Frida. I'm sure anyone that I went to school with in the 2017 OT class will know that like we were buddies. Everyone had their kind of little buddies in the OT program. And we were all friends, but she was, you know, she was my co-pilot. We kind of totally thick and thin got through it together. It was not so, you know, anyone I'm sure in the OT program or, or any program will say it wasn't the easiest in the world. So we got through it together and it's it's really cool to kind of be on the other side together. Um, yeah, so we definitely keep in touch. We meet up every now and then, and, and not just her with it. With a couple of the OT girls, we'll all like c- catch up, see how they're doing, meet up every now and then. So it's nice because it's a really it's a small group. To um, Misericordia in general, you know, like it's just a small tight knit group. So it's cool because you you still keep in touch even if you don't see each other all the time. And Facebook is awesome because you can see what everybody's up to and kind of still keep in touch even though everybody. Um, may go their separate ways. And something I was thinking about when I was thinking about just like who I keep in touch with and Misericordia in general sure. was like, I think it's it's just so great how Misericordia is because I'm sure everyone knows it's such a small, tight-knit group. It's a community and you feel that way when you're in it. And it's cool like three years out of it to still feel like, wow, it really is like a small, tight-knit group. Like <laughs> even with all this going on with accessible activities, like it's so nice to be able to kind of reach out and speak with people and everyone still knows you. Even though I graduated three years ago, no one's like, Oh, Carrie Hall, what number was she? You know, like, who was that? Like, I was speaking with Dr. Charney over Facebook, and it was like an immediate, like, you know, she knows me. Of course she knows me. You know, and it was, it's cool to not have to feel like, oh, remember me? I graduated three years ago. Like, it's very nice to still feel like you're part of a community even three years later. And I think that's what makes Misericordia so special is it's always a community while you're in it and even out of it. It's just it's really nice. It's just such a special place. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly the, the phrase uh, students today, alumni forever kind of rings a bell when it comes to that. So I, I certainly am glad that you're so still still feeling that presence. And I, and I hope some of your, uh, yeah. your OT group uh, comes together for some of our events that are upcoming here. But uh, Carrie, any, any final thoughts or, or, or words you'd like to say to, to end this podcast? I would just say thank you, Mike, so much for having me. I have to thank Misericordia. Truly, I can't stress that enough. They, like like I said, that, that knowledge that I learned, those opportunities that I have, and all the amazing support from Misericordia has been so amazing. So I just have to say thank you to you and to Misericordia and the OT for like everything. It's just been amazing. So I'm so, so thankful for all the experiences and interactions from Misericordia. 